0: Hello, it's Paul here. Um, Just a quick bit before we get going on the episode. Um, During the episode Chris states that Vincent Price's first um, A.I.P. Poe picture was the pit pit and the pendulum. This is not correct and he should have said um, fall of the house of Usher Uh, for this. He truly apologises for any inconvenience caused and hopefully this won't spoil your enjoyment of the episode. Thank you very much what if one of you isn't the monster monster
1: we're british you know hello i'm chris denton
0: and i'm paul monk
1: and we are a very british horror so paul please can you tell us what we're going to be discussing today
0: OK, so a bit of, little bit of a sad note um, in that we're going to be talking about a film that stars what uh, co-stars uh, Diana Rigg, who unfortunately passed away fairly recently for the, the recording of this podcast.
1: Yeah, so we're recording um, September 2020, um, ab- about a week, uh, nearly two weeks, actually, after Dame Diana sadly died. Uh, and, and yeah, we wanted to re- cover Theatre of Blood now as a tribute to her. And also, you know, there's like two <laughs> horror films she ever made to choose from. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: I was going to say that I don't think she was in very many at all. and um, Yeah, and I didn't know what other, if there were any others.
1: So yes, one other, which in the mid '90s, she she um, was the housekeeper in a adaptation of *Tone of the Screw*, called something like *The Haunting of Helen Walker* for some reason. Uh, but but Perfect. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's quite good actually. Um, but but as far as far as I'm aware, those are her two horror roles. Although of course, you know, a, a, a great actress that did many things over many many years.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But, um, but, but we're not really going
1: to talk about any of those <laughs> no no we, we, we're not we, 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 we're going to theatre of, of blood and there's quite a lot to say and I think the, the first thing I'm going to say is that our usual technique for reviewing a film is not going to work for theatre of blood because you know usually we spend quite a lot of time talking around the plot but I think it's really hard because the plot of theatre of blood is uh, a critic gets murdered every 10 minutes <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean the, the plot. The plot of, I mean, what we could do is just go back and um, uh, and re-edit our uh, abominable Doctor Fibes episode and just change the, some of the words in it and character names, because um, it's very, 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 very similar to that plot-wise. Um, yes, it is.
1: I, I think, but, I think but with I... a
0: less, a less kind of less a less detailed backstory to it. I think Dr. Fibes has a bit more of a detailed backstory to
1: it all. Um, so, so I think it's um, theorised that this is kind of like uh, like a semi-spoof, perhaps, or a parody of Abominable Dr. Fibes. Um, I, I'm not sure about that. I think it might have just borrowed <laughs> lots of plot elements. Yeah. <laughs> um, but...
0: You, I, I don't think it's a is consciously trying to do that. I mean, it does have tons of things in common, but, um, I mean, both are just revenge stories, aren't they? Um, So so they they are going to have similar things in common, and they both happen to star the same person, who is...
1: Vincent Price, um, who in Theatre Blood portrays Edward Lionheart, who is a Shakespearean theatrical actor... Uh, fabulous ham whom has returned from seemingly the dead yeah but not actually the dead um but he, he he's he's come back to wreak horrific murderous revenge on all the critics that seem to have spent their careers doing him down and exactly um,
0: yes <laughs> and that's the plot wise that that's basically it, isn't it?
1: and i really want to Pick up on the fact that he doesn't actually return from the dead because there are no supernatural elements to this movie. I don't think there are with Doctor Fibes either, but I think that's got science fictiony type elements, hasn't it?
0: Uh, um, but there's no. There are kind of there's, there's kind of more more fantastic elements to Doctor Vibes. Yeah, but, but the, uh, this this is much more straightforward. It, Although, it's a serial killer. No man. more believable.
1: It's a serial killer film kind of almost anticipating the slasher movies that were to come just a few years later as the horror yeah. genre totally changed. It is. It, it, I mean, there are some things about this that do, uh, in a strange way, anticipate the way the genre was going. Uh, and I, th- I think that the, the fact that it's kind of a serious, gruesome murders it, it is more like... Um, the, the the way that films went when horror films went after the whole gothic horror thing was done uh which yeah. of course this i mean this was made in 1973 so th- this is virtually the end and in fact um i was i never considered this before but i think this is <sighs> vincent price's swan song uh, in many ways i know it's not his last horror film right. by, by any means i do know that but um of course of course it isn't but um this, this is kind of him at the very end of his run of regularly making big horror films. Um, yeah. After this, um, he's occasionally brought back. But you can't really consider The Monster Club or House of Long Shadows to be really significant. <laughs> I mean, they're interesting, but not major, not, not, not really major works, sadly. And much as we all enjoy, Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> it's not actually a real horror film. <laughs> so, um, hey. oh, and um, the 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 Scooby Doo, the uh, thing he did, <laughs> um, playing Vincent Van Gogh, and 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 the Kenny Everett movie, and so so he, he, he and uh, I think there were a couple of American films uh, going up until like the mid '80s is when he actually retired from horror films. And uh, Edward yeah. Scissorhands is you could even include and that was right, right up, just before his death wasn't it? But, but I yep. think that this was if you, you, uh, obviously his career extended a long way before the rise of the horror film in this way as well but if you think of his like, core body of work in horror as kind of starting with the pit and the pendulum, you, you, well you might not start there, you might start with the William Castle films but let's say we're yeah. going to start with the good ones and start with the pit and the pendulum, this, this is possibly the last one yeah Um, definitely and and another thing i would say right away about this is the budget's really high this is not um a low budget horror film this is a proper like a movie a proper film and and, and, okay and and you can tell um it's a proper film because the
0: cast of the critics is ridiculous i mean
1: mean, it's, it's
0: yeah i mean the number of like real sort of classic british actors that are in this that that maybe have no more than a few lines of dialogue is 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 pretty good
1: um it, it's actually it's actually verging on insane okay yeah. I'm,
0: I'm not gonna i'm not gonna even have
1: time to cover all of this um but so, so the lead critic is a guy called devlin played by ian Hendry. Now. Ian yeah. Hendry's really interesting, isn't he? Uh, we've mentioned him, we've talked about him before. Um, because
0: yeah. he Tales it, from the Crypt.
1: Yeah, indeed. I think. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, and he's in Captain Cronos, so we never actually recorded that episode. Okay. <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> um, and, and you know, he's the guy from season one of The Avengers. Yes. <laughs> the second most obvious link to The Avengers in this film.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, well, what was the first one? <laughs> yeah,
1: <hang on>. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Peel might be in this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so, so, so uh, here though, I love him. He's amazing. Ian Henry's great because yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like the, even though he's a critic and sort of the head baddie, he's really not the baddie. He's the goodie the um, and antagonist, isn't he? Because um, yeah. Lionheart is a crazy serial killer. He, he's, he's the uh, no, he, so he, so Lionheart is the antagonist and uh, Devlin is the protagonist. Well, goodie yeah. and baddie um, is probably an easier way for me to say it. <laughs> I don't get your um, but,
0: but again, at the same time, the Devlin has is, is kind of, he's said some quite nasty things as well. So he's part of this group of.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, 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 generally being very mean and. and and uh, destroyed this person's career basically
1: but i think um with with devlin in particular it's not out of malice it's like a, a genuine no, it seems right. to be gen, uh, gen, genuine um dislike for that old style of uh shakespearean acting that lion represents and they do talk about that a bit in the film yeah uh, um but you know you, you're you're right he's not He's not really like straight up good, is he? He's a bit more complicated than that. And I like that. I like that a lot. And I like Ian Hendry in it. And I had him down as a kind of like annoying hard man, kind of a bit brutish kind of, uh, from from the previous performances I'd looked at it. Yeah, I mean, and I obviously couldn't see how he could fit in the Avengers at all. Um, but but now I do see because he's actually got a much lighter touch, he's a much more subtle actor, a much better actor than yeah. I previously thought. So, this this for me really is, is you know altered my perception of Ian Hendry. I'm now a fan, <laughs> so <laughs> um, but okay, I can't I can't dwell on it because there's well, so
0: many others. Well, sh- well, should we go in to the first, the very first, uh Murder,
1: yes, it, it's Michael Horton. <laughs> I can't <believe> it. <laughs> Michael Horton. Oh, god, uh, yeah, and, and um, like many of these actors, actually, I don't think Michael Horton made enough um, horror movies. Although, uh, we love him so much in the warning, yeah. uh, not warning to the curious. What am I saying? Uh, Whistle and I'll come to you. <laughs> we, we love him in Whistle yeah. and I'll come to you, and, and, and uh,
0: he... Paddington Bear. Uh,
1: yeah, and equally Paddington Bear, but he's so good in this. He's only got five minutes screen time, and he really makes yeah. the most of it. And he he could, like, kind of reenacts the Julius Caesar murder. Uh, that's the first of the killings, because all the killings are um, uh, they're staged as, as uh, killings from Shakespeare. I and mean, quite a few yeah. of them, um, Price actually dresses up as the Shakespeare character <laughs> concerned, but but yeah, not yeah. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay, so we've had uh, Michael Horden, but but then we we've got um, this is in no particular order: Harry Andrews, um, yeah, so Robert Morley, fantastic camp performance yeah. of Robert Morley <laughs> with his little dogs. Uh, Coral Brown, interesting coming back to her. Jack Hawkins, <laughs> interesting coming back to him. Arthur yep. Lowe, Dennis Price, um, yeah, and and okay, so I think I think that's. The critics, and also some guy called Robert Coote, um, who I didn't know, but right. who I looked up and is in loads of classic films. Apparently, David Niven's best mate from way back in the right. golden age of Hollywood. Um, so, um, and, and, and then uh, other supporting actors, um, we've got, I think it's Milo O'Shea, who I think we saw in, oh, well, I think he's in The Vampire. Uh, L- lovers, uh,
0: right?
1: Yeah, so uh, another one we haven't actually covered yet. Uh, I'm just checking that. Um, no, we haven't. Uh, did I make that up? I thought right. that was the case. He doesn't seem to actually be in that. Okay, okay, maybe I uh, made that up. Uh, he's in Barbarella, he's
0: in Barbarella. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I remember him for Barbarella.
0: <laughs> well, I <laughs> um, noticed, uh Miss
1: Marple as well. Yeah, it? so we've got Joan Hickson, we've got Eric Sykes, yeah. we've, yep. we've, we've got Madeline Smith. Yeah, and Huda- these are all
0: in very small parts.
1: Yeah, and, and and Diana Dawes. Yeah. Um, I mean, Diana Dawes was
0: a ridiculously
1: tiny bit. Well, uh, I, 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 absolutely, and, and she, she's another great... um icon of british cinema again not particularly horror films but she is a an icon of british cinema so so i mean this is this is absolutely the budget for, for this i can only imagine what it was compared well, to what also, the films we usually watch <laughs> the, the budget they have well, and also
0: they 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 did a lot there was a lot of um really good location filming and actually the the, the theater where where um i nearly said vibes but it's not vibes is he uh oh, where same difference uh, <laughs> as his sort of headquarters was an actual uh, boarded up disused theatre. And I think they paid, I'm trying to remember, but they paid quite a lot per day to have this theatre, uh, the use of this theatre, and it apparently been boarded up for about four years. Um, so, yeah, just... And they use
1: like some, some nice London locations, don't they? Yeah, as well as, well, as, well as that. I mean, you can see the, the Houses of Parliament in the background at some point. To see, yeah. yeah. Um, you, Westway. You, this is this is it's not Bre- West Bre- <laughs> This is not Bray Studios or indeed Shepperton Studios. This is yeah, this yeah. is proper, like a no, not a quarry anywhere. <laughs> it's proper. Okay.
0: okay. There's uh, that like, massive house. Uh, I don't know where that is. That with the really long driveway. Yeah, that's uh, really nice, isn't it? That appears in. Lo- I'm sure that appears in lots of other things as well. But yeah, I mean that that seemed totally unnecessary. But yeah, they've gone. Yeah, let's film there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, apparently, and this is Wikipedia, so uh, I probably didn't even look at this, because people can look at Wikipedia for themselves. But uh,
0: yeah, don't, don't lie. We always do that. So it's, it's
1: fine. yeah. But um, apparently, that um, the penthouse apartment that they filmed the the critics' meetings in, um, I think yeah. it's Devlin's apartment. It, it was actually went on to be owned by Jeffrey Archer.
0: <laughs> okay
1: right okay but I, I want to come back to a couple of these actors and just say some really interesting uh to me trivia coral brown uh, a distinguished australian american um yeah uh, actor whom um <laughs> yeah who actually ended up winning an award for playing herself in an alan bennett um adaption <laughs> oh, okay uh, yeah yeah that that was that was strange but here um here this is where she met Vincent Price because she became Mrs. Price. Um, apparently,
0: the second Mrs. Price,
1: yeah, uh, or possibly the third Mrs. Price, but she became yeah. another Mrs. Price. Yeah, so 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 yeah. Um, I, I think I think there was a different Mrs. Price at this point, although we're not going to get into scurrilous gossip. But soon after, there wasn't, and then Coral Brown became the the, the um, ultimate Mrs. Price because there, you know, they stayed together until a... her death.
0: Yeah, there was a, apparently there was, um, they had a lot of good chemistry on, on, on offset. Um But apparently before this came out, I'm sure there was something about how he'd done uh, This Is Your Life with his other wife. And that, that didn't come out till after he started seeing, um, seeing her. So yeah, so that was probably a little bit awkward.
1: <laughs> so was was that the Christopher Lee? This is your life, or, or was it his um, own?
0: No, this was his own. I think I believe uh,
1: it was his own one. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, awkward. <laughs> yeah, um, but <laughs> uh, okay. And, and I want to go back as well to Jack Hawkins because Jack Jack Hawkins. Um, this uh, sadly was right at the end of um, his life. He he died in nineteen seventy.
0: Last film was it I think. Um. Possibly,
1: uh, it it may well have been. Um, I, I think he, there might have been something something posthumously. This might have been posthumously released, to be honest. Um, yeah. So so um. But yeah 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 um. Oh, he was in Tales of the Witness Madness, which was also 1973. So depending on which one of those was was last. Yeah. But um, but he quite famously um had his larynx removed uh, a few years before uh, and so so he actually couldn't talk and and there there were quite a few films he made like this and um, his voice is actually dubbed by an actor you may recall uh, seeing some of his work elsewhere his name is Charles Gray okay
0: wow (laughs) yeah Yeah. So. See, the more I'm, I'm, we're talking about this, it, the more there are weird similarities with with Doctor Fibes because again, Doctor Fibes is a character that that can't speak and and has strange disembodied voice. Yes,
1: yeah, so uh, although...
0: <laughs> and, and this is actually as a person that can't speak in one of the roles.
1: Yeah, um, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not nice to have Charles Gray um, involved as a, a little. Uh, a, a little segue. I've been rewatching the the new Statesman with um, Rick Mail because I've, I've just, okay. got, just got the DVD and been watching that. And um Charles Gray plays um Alan Bastard's father-in-law. And I'm just like, this oh, okay. is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so amazing to have a surprise appearance by Charles Gray in something like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but now uh, he is associated a bit more with horror. Charles Gray, but. Could, amazingly good at comedy as well and uh, uh, yeah possibly why it works so well in rocky horror but anyway um the the next thing i want to talk about i want to talk about um something that i don't think works right and and that is that um there is some I, i guess there's supposed to be some kind of question about the identity of lionheart's accomplice um yeah which is, you know, uh, clearly diner Rigg in a wig and a moustache, <laughs> pretending well, to be a man. Um, well, you
0: say that, but I hadn't seen this before until till I watched this. I actually watched this earlier today. I, I have to say, I didn't twig until quite late on, that <laughs> it was her. <laughs>
1: that is a shameful admission. <laughs> Okay, well, well, that does change uh, a lot of the things I was going to go on to say. Uh, go, on, yeah.
0: go, 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 Faden. Uh, uh, let go me right. just
1: let me just cross out a few words. No, obvious, <laughs> cross that out. <laughs> it's insulting. No, I'm crossing that out too. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, okay, but so, so you you may not have known that it was Diana Rick but did you know it was a uh, it, it was a, a, a woman. Uh, assuming the identity of, of a male character,
0: um, right? No, <laughs> and what I've, and the thing the thing was is that I think early on, actually, they're quite they're quite good at not having that character in too many close ups, and I think um, so. I just thought it'd be in 70s, it being the seventies, there was some kind of slightly effeminate kind of groovy actor that I didn't know about. Because I basically watched this, not referring to uh, cast lists or anything like that. So, yeah, I,
1: I, okay. Um, well, so 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 it it worked. It worked. Then did you did you think that you know uh, Diana Rig was was you know in it occasionally as um, you, you know you know the uh, the the sympathetic seeming um, daughter character, and that she wasn't involved in the murders.
0: Well, I, I sort of thought she was, but wasn't sure how. And then and then I think the more she appeared in it, I think the more it, I, I tweaked it at the other, the accomplice was her. Well, so, so, so I mean, it's, it's done its job. It worked. So so really. that's,
1: I mean, that's, that's brilliant because you've, you've watched the film as it, as it was intended to be seen. So, so, yes. so, 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 uh, uh I mean I had seen the film before so so I wasn't coming to it with with that those fresh fresh eyes but um yeah, yeah I mean I mean I, 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 but what I was going to go on to say was not what i said i was going to say but what i was actually going to say is that um you, you know this, devo- this <laughs> you were devo- going to
0: say anyone that fell for it was just an idiot um,
1: <laughs> no yeah. i wasn't actually going to do that <laughs> What what was going to going to say is that, okay if this if this maybe isn't the most successful um you know cinematic uh reveal in the whole history of cinema um uh, it's actually though got a, a good justification for it because you know this is a classic Shakespeare trick isn't it the the, the whole the gender swapping of, of characters temporary gender swapping as it like, uh, yeah And in the comedies he he, he did he, he did this didn't he and and, and um, when Shakespeare was doing it he was writing plays which had to have by law all-male casts wasn't he so when he's yeah. got like um, female characters pretending to be men, it's kind of an in joke for the audience. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, um, w- w- whereas as, as soon as, as soon as that isn't the case, it just becomes really, really hard to realize because it's just like, it's, you, you know, it's, it's really hard for, to, to, to look at Di- Diana Rigg and go, Oh yeah, that's a guy. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, 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 uh, you know, I, high budget good makeup it does you know maybe it's partly effective or, or, or as effective as it could possibly be um but uh, um yeah I, I i'm a little bit surprised I, that it did, I did kind very. of
0: kick i did kind of kick myself a bit and think really uh, uh,
1: no, but but I it's but, for that. No, but it's it's but it's great because then that's a different experience. You know, it's always it's always better if you don't guess the twist, isn't it? It's, it's always. But if you're sitting there in the sixth sense and you don't know what the twist is, and then it comes, it's better, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. always. So yeah, yeah. Uh, no, don't don't beat yourself up about it, Paul. I, I only <laughs> only only wish I, I'd had that similar experience myself.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. But, so no, it was it, it was just um, I I don't know. I think I guess because it's a seventies film and it was, and it it's a very sort of high camp sort of film. is it? It I just assumed it was a very campy actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I think it's interesting you mentioned camp because you know when we. We, I think when we talked about Witchfinder General we did what everybody does which go oh my goodness it's proper acting from Vincent Price he's really good <laughs> but, but here um, this is what he's more popularly remembered for isn't it which is quite campy quite hammy quite over the top but of course that is the character <laughs>
0: that's the, yeah that is that is what he's playing so that that is that's brilliant and i think that works really well and he gets he's i i think he must have had a ball making this because i can imagine he just loved doing some of the, the, the shakespeare bits uh, and and he he just delivers it all very well and and vincent price is actually very good at um He's very good at comical moments, but I think because he, he he's good at playing things very um, he sort of hams it up without making it obvious that he's being that they're being funny. Because one example was um, that I liked was the death of Arthur Lowe's character.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean that whole scene is absolutely preposterous. This whole notion that he, he can turn up in, in surgeon's gear and, um, basically uh, send him, Arthur Lowe and his wife to, to sleep and then surgically remove his head with no one noticing. And, and it's just, and it, there's some comical bits in there where like he he's obviously made the incision and he's, he's saying to, uh, his sidekick, who we now know um, was his, uh, Dana Rig, um, you know he, he's he, there's blood everywhere, and he's saying oh, basin, basin, but he he does it with such kind of conviction that it's, it, it it works really well whilst being quite funny.
1: So it's also horrible. That scene is horrible. Is horrible. You, yeah, you know you know what he's doing. So yeah, yeah he's playing that yeah. for the last, but, but that makes it and, nastier in a way because okay. it just shows yeah. how demented he is.
0: And the brilliant bit about that as well is that obviously you've got somebody off camera with a syringe just squirting fake blood in the air but you don't see anything else and so your brain is filling in that bit where he's clearly making the incisions because we know where he's making the incisions because he marks it up
1: yeah but, but yeah but
0: they don't don't show any of it so it's even more horrible because it sits in your head but at the same time it's kind of darkly funny
1: yeah uh, so, so a word about the director then, uh, yeah. Douglas Hickox. Um, yeah. Now, not although he had a distinguished directorial career, an English English director, not particularly associated with horror again. So. No. Um, it it just sort of underlines that this was being treated as like a proper studio film, not particularly horror. It's not American international like like you might expect with some Price attached. Um, it's 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 not obviously Hammer or Amicus. It's it, it it's a proper studio film. And I, I looked yeah. at the because it's not it's uh, it, it's it, it's not. Um, Build as a like a, a studio. It's not like Warner Bros. Presents at the start or anything. In the world. but there's some um, random production company. But you look at the producers, and they were proper um, movie producers. They, had, they again yeah. had, a, had a had a had a reason. I won't bother going through it. But they they had a they they had great movie careers. And and this was basically the only time they ever tried horror. So so it was it was it's it's clearly different. Uh, like I said, I think studio film is exactly right, but then then you get uh, a different perspective, okay? Because if if much as I love, and I'm not going to criticise, that like Freddie Francis or Roger Corman or um, Terence Fisher or Roy yeah. Ward Baker, <laughs> you know the 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 the, the guys that. Did a lot of horror films, and and they made their names doing it. Um, but the, they did them in a particular way, didn't they? And it's nice to see like a fresh perspective from someone who is a genuinely good director who knows to how to bring the tension from scenes and get performances from actors and to make the funny moments work and all that stuff. It's 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 really high, uh, production va- va- values and it, um and at a point where if like watch a Hammer film, it's you know the budgets are about a third of what they used to be because all the money from America has disappeared, so they're now being paid for just for the British market, for instance. In yeah, that. yeah. But um, uh, it's it, so so. I think Douglas Hickox is kind of um, I think he's represent his representative of the level of quality, but also the 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 level of difference from you know because Doctor Fibes is much more of uh although it's similar i think it, i think that is an AIP one isn't it doctor Fibes i think anyway it's just very much in yeah. in that, in that t- 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 tradition um, so um, another piece of tr- trivia about douglas hickox my only piece of trivia and it's not even very good is um, i think he he had several children that um went into the film business yeah. and his son anthony directed hellraiser 3 <laughs>
0: there we go and also and also
1: Warlock two. And also Warlock two. Yeah, 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 indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know, I was, I was so. Ex- I mean, um, so I, did, I don't mind. I don't think I, I don't remember minding Hellraiser three. I think I have seen it years ago. Um, War, Warlock the Armageddon. I was really disappointed by though because I loved the first one so much and I loved yeah. Julian Sands so much. But there we go. <laughs> uh, but but but. Um, but that name Hickox, kind yeah, it's, yeah, it's unusual enough that that I immediately looked that up, and sure, sure enough, I saw they yeah. were related. Yeah. Um, ah. Okay. Um. What else is there to talk about? Uh, probably lots of things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh anything, one thing <laughs> anything I wanted to. Do? Oh, good. There is. Do something else. <laughs> yeah. Just one thing.
0: <laughs> one thing that that massively did bother me about this. Um, and I think its portrayal it's, it's of homeless people is slightly <laughs>
1: problematic. No, absolutely right. Okay, they are credited as the <laughs> meth drinkers. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's
0: a meth drinker choreographer in the credits as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, a bit unreconstructed, isn't it? In that in that regard, um, it,
0: it, it's sort of just saying that they they they'll just follow any old demented lunatic they find uh, half drowned in a sewer. Um,
1: Yes, so... um,
0: (laughs) And it does kind of play up to the whole kind of stereotypes of homeless people as uh, massive drunks who, who are quite happy to commit murder for the slightest vague reason.
1: And even and even to sell out their new boss in order to get a sip of whiskey. Yes. Um yes. but but um okay, so so two two observations from me on this. I mean I agree with you. One, um it's I thought it was very sort of sixth form drama studies. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the, um y- you know, when you've got to play and you've got to give parts to everyone and so you know <laughs> half the half the class uh just, <laughs> just like you know, drunks or lunatic asylum in the background. Um, (laughs) um, You you know, it's not a speaking part, but it's a big part, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But but, um, my other observation actually um, is is that they're kind of like um, the Jokers, you know, uh, from from Batman. The the, the Joker tends to have this kind of uh, henchmen so, so they're, they're quite similar actually um and and, and but they're sort of zombie yeah. like yeah they are crazed like, they are they are yeah, absolutely homicidal kind of. and crazed yes
0: yeah but it, it's almost like yeah they would they'd be like the zombie servants of a sorcerer or something yeah.
1: I mean, I don't I I don't think it's a realistic portrayal of homelessness. I think that's absolutely correct <laughs> to say. And in, in fact it's probably a mild, well, it is it is it is offensive um but it's oh, I don't know of its time.
0: Um and the other thing I wanted to ask is that obviously um my my kind of knowledge of Shakespeare is quite sort of um uh fairly shallow um so a lot of these plays i don't that the deaths come from i don't really know so i did wonder if if you had more detailed knowledge of those plays whether that actually added anything to this film
1: right so um there, there is one uh, yep. where, where, where 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 um uh oh, the the the, the, the when um, the, the critic um, goes to the wine tasting, right?
0: Yes.
1: Uh, and, and the um, the the wine shop is called Clarence's, uh, and, yeah. and I'm like, okay, Duke of Clarence, Richard the Third, drowned in a wine uh, <laughs> barrel. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I wondered. If there were more more sort of in
0: jokes, if
1: you were well, well, well. Yeah, so that's, that, that's the Robert koop murder. Um, yeah, yeah. But but you and, and you're like you just if if, if you were a critic, uh, you, you got there and it was called Clarences, You would take one look at that name and go right. I'm going straight back out again. I'm not <laughs> falling for this. <laughs> right. um,
0: you see, that, so, that's, that's obviously where a knowledge of an in depth knowledge of Shakespeare would have would have saved saved his life if he, if he'd known.
1: Well, um, that's right. Although. Um,
0: and also, wouldn't of all the the kind of slightly stinky homeless meth drinkers perhaps have given uh, rung a few alarm bells when you go into there and it's just full of those people?
1: But they're all dressed in suits, aren't they? And, all, and they're all like yeah, they're still really dirty. Toxic. Yeah,
0: like they haven't bothered to clean them up. They still look really dirty and horrible <laughs> and smelly. Well, but I think as well for a lot of these these things is. A lot of these murders, I'm also thinking that some of them are very elaborate and would have taken uh, months to plan. That's uh, which, true. But also, like, a lot of resources. Um, you know, like, how did he manage to come across a wine cellar place or a place that he could dress up as a, a wine cellar and, and, and get that barrel of wine? And, yeah, it's all just... I mean, if you I mean, think about it too much, you, you just think... there's. There's no way he could have planned this with like zero money and you know, just a whole load of drunk homeless people doing stuff for him.
1: So so just as an aside, I've confused uh, Milo O'Shea with Ferdy Main. So I apologize okay. for that. <laughs> yes. Um similar so, sounding names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Maybe. No, I think I think uh, similar kinds of actor as well. Um, but um, I, th- I think that there's an, there is there is an, a, another murder where 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 you feel the guy's pretty unlucky because um, H- Harry Andrews, his character, he's obviously got an eye for the ladies, and uh, <laughs> um, um, Edwina Lineheart uses her feminine wiles to to get him to come along to the oh, to the that, live theatre. Just...
0: Completely ridiculous. Um, and and, uh, again, we will talk about more about Diana Rigg in a minute. But um, I mean, she's great in that scene. But like, it's ridiculously over the (laughs) top. And and, you know, if you if you saw a woman behaving in that way, especially as um, she's coming to say that something has happened to the other one of the other critics or whatever that was going to do this part
1: yeah, yeah yes she seems indeed quite
0: happy happy about it and yeah it's, i don't know it's just it's just quite funny
1: well yeah but but the, of course the, the whole thing in um the the merchant of venice is that antonio doesn't get murdered no, <laughs> so exactly. he, should be, he should be fairly safe as, as antonio but 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 no uh in in this one um we get um we we get Shylock portrayed obviously by Lionheart, um, getting actually getting his pound of flesh, Yeah. and, and then there's then there's a, a, a like a joke <laughs> there, which is like only Lionheart would be audacious enough to rewrite Shakespeare.
0: Yes, there's another kind of very very darkly humorous <laughs> joke as well. So essentially, what they do is they end up cutting out his heart, and then. And then at that point he's murdered him, so he doesn't really need to keep up the pretense, but still in character, sort of a Shylock, he puts the <laughs> puts the heart on some scales and, and it's not it's more than a pound. <laughs> so he cuts a bit off. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah.
0: brilliant. It's really, really funny. But uh, horrible at the same time. <laughs> I, t- I,
1: t- I tell you the, 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 the other the other one um, where you think that maybe um, y- y- you know, um, the critic might have smelt trouble earlier. Was um, y- uh, Robert Morley with his dogs, <laughs> and, and, and then, and then uh, this, this is your dish? Where so, uh, where for some reason Lionheart poses as a TV chef?
0: <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> I love that. And,
0: uh, and this is where this is where his disguises <laughs> get more ridiculous, and his accents get more outrageous.
1: Well, yeah, because because he, he's also Bruno, isn't he? The uh, the 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 hairdresser <laughs> to Princess Anne or Princess Margaret or something.
0: Uh, he's, he's brilliant, <laughs> and, and even the the chef I think has a bizarre. Does he have a French accent? Or something? I,
1: th- I think I think that's the uh, I think that's the it, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then there's the the, the Masseuse spit with um, Diana doors, where he he he. he they, they oh, the
1: Scottish, the Scottish masseur. Yeah, the managed <laughs> yeah. to convince Jack Hawkins <laughs> his wife's awful. having an affair.
0: Yeah. But I, that, that's that's fantastic that whole that whole sequence. Although although I did that was one of the ones I didn't really buy that uh, because we don't we don't really get enough information about him to know that he was super suspicious of his wife and uh, no, his you, wife you, having an affair. You've
1: had one tiny piece of foreshadowing about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah,
0: and and, um, I mean, it sort of turns into a weird carry on film at that point (laughs) where where he's tipped off that he's going to, that someone's, his wife's having an affair. And if he goes home now, he'll catch uh, some, something happening. And then this, this, this Scottish (laughs) is that really stupid bit where he's listening at the door. (laughs) And he's, <laughs> Vincent Price is pushing her down, and she's making lots <laughs> of basically sounds that are being mistaken for sex sounds. Yeah, the whole thing just it goes all carry on. Uh, but again, it's really really funny, whilst being <laughs> horrifically awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's right. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it's, it's tr- yeah so so so, so um, yeah it's hard to do anything with that. I think that the best ones are like the the ones which are just disturbing, like 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 the Michael Horden murder, the Arthur Lowe uh, murder. I think isn't there the one with a, um with a spear? Uh, which, yeah which was one of the i can't even remember which one of the critics gets gets speeds like <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 uh, um yeah i'm going i'm going try and see if I can buy a process of elimination work out which one it remember which one it was <laughs> um, uh, no, was was that wasn't uh, Dennis price. Yes. Who we haven't mentioned? I don't think I even mentioned no. Dennis Price.
0: You um, did right at the beginning.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not well. De- De- Dennis Price, whom um, uh, was was in a, uh, a number of horror films, I think, but had been uh, uh, that was later in his career. Was he but,
0: not? Was he not in Doctor Vibes, or was he in the? Yeah, he may
1: well. He may well have been. Yeah, like I say, he was in a number of um, horror movies because he was, he was. I think he was um,
0: Count Yorga as well. Is that
1: is more that or less? Uh, I think I think could well have been. Um, yeah. he, he 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 was kind of um, an aging matinee idol here, wasn't he? Because uh, I think he'd been in Kind Hearts and Coronets and that'd been brilliant, but yeah. some time previously. Um, yeah. Okay. Here, here's something then f- f- for you. Um, can you tell me another horror film Eric Sykes was in?
0: He was in uh recently or more recently he was in the others
1: yeah yeah oh, that's, Kidman. The, that's the one i was thinking of yeah <laughs> yeah the others
0: oh, and, and again he's he's ridiculously stupid in this <laughs> ridiculously silly and has uh, but again meets a really horrifically horrible end which you don't see but you hear uh, which is a great um a great choice yeah to, that, do, to do it that way that is really good um because, yeah. So so basically, they have this thing where the police have put a uh, some sort of transmitter in Devlin's car, and he's going to meet um, Diana Riggs' character, who she plays, uh, uh, Lionheart's daughter. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've said that. We probably have. I think um, a few and, times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and he and he obviously trusts her, and she. Basically drives, drives off in his car, uh, uh, kicks Devlin out, and they get he gets taken by some of the homeless guys posing as rag and bone men. Um, uh, but Eric Sykes is the policeman hiding in the boots. And up until this point, he's been like real comic relief. And and he's he's talking on the walkie-talkie and he's going, he's doing a, uh, this silly voice where He's saying he can hear something or, you know, I I can hear you. or He's, he's saying it in a really stupid way. And, and it ends with them realising that the car's gone and the transmitter's gone, but they can still hear Eric Sykes' character saying where he is in a stupid voice. And he says, I can hear a train whistle and then... And, then you, and I think he says it again like yes definitely a train whistle and then you hear the burr, ksh, sound over the walkie-talkie and at that point you realise that yes you can hear that because
1: it's, it's careering towards lines. you yeah, yeah and then yeah. boom and that's it for, for poor and That's It's really funny.
0: horrible and it's really horrible but but funny at the same time and it's yeah
1: yeah absolutely and i think that's the key to this film's success that it manages to be um funny and horrific at the same time which is actually not that easy um and and the payoff line at the end so um, (laughs) right so so um uh, the 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 big conclusion where Devlin uh, De- De- Devlin needs a charm life, doesn't he? Because he survives the fencing duel from Romeo and Juliet.
0: And, yeah, <laughs> and, and can I just say uh, a, a fencing action sequence involving trampolines yeah yeah,
1: it was pretty good it was uh, that was good that was a good action scene i'm not completely <laughs> convinced mr price did all his own stunts but uh, <laughs> i think uh, yeah uh, that that fencing action scene was great and um, i don't and, and know if there
0: are any any other fencing or sword fighting scenes that involve trampolines that was, so that I, there, to find out. I do remember a,
1: a famous um fencing action scene in die another day but I don't think even James Bond, <laughs> I don't think even they thought of trampolines. Um, so, so, yeah, this was better, obviously. And so um, we got um, uh, that, 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 that scene and, and we learned that Lionheart, uh, he, I mean, his, his, his evil plan there is just to be better at fencing than Devlin, who we, we, it's clear is a good fencer. <laughs> right, because yeah. cause he, cause he goes to Devlin's fencing club.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's quite a high risk scenario, isn't it? this, <laughs> but, but, but um, yeah. So, 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 so some, somehow he, he he wins that, but then. Uh, later, only catches Devlin again, doesn't he? And, um, uh, yeah. and what's wants to uh, get Devlin to give him this critics' award. Which Devlin, a man of integrity. Oh, will not they do. set
0: up they set up this award ceremony, don't they? And, and this elaborate apparatus that he's yeah. tied to with with yeah. uh, a bag of sand that's slowly emptying out um, on a on a weird little rail heading down towards his head with a with a little thing on with two knives. Essentially, going to basically stab his eyes out. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Again, ridiculously elaborate, and also echoes the ridiculously elaborate final death of Doctor Fives. The more I'm saying that, the more I think this might actually be a parody of that film. Um, But yeah, there's but there's that really creepy bit where they've got some of the homeless people dressed with these weird masks yeah to it's represent sort of kind of the other critics yeah so it's slightly sort of nightmarish
1: yes yeah I, 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 absolutely so, yeah. um yes uh but then um the police come because they because Lionheart's finally been sold out by one of his alcohol uh, yeah. old dependent um, <laughs> henchmen and and, and uh, so Lionheart tries to burn the theatre down which freaks out the mess drinkers who then turn yeah. against him and when uh, Edwina. Um, Lionheart's daughter, played by Dame Dannaerys. Um, she... Mention that? I'm not sure we have. When uh, when when um, uh, she tries to rally the troops, um, then then she gets, uh, ironically enough, clubbed to death with the Critics' Choice Award. Yes. Um, but but and then we finally right the very last like minute of the film we we we're, we're into classic hammer horror trope yeah. <laughs> oh, they're burning he, the building the house down at the he, end
0: <laughs> he climbs to the top of the theater doesn't he um, he does which i think is burning.
1: curse of the Wells. Sort of yeah stuff. which is great um and 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 and, and then he um d- d- delivers one final soliloquy doesn't he yeah and and um, and then and i love this um, then the, the Devlin uh, reviews it. He goes, "Ah, oh, well <laughs> ham acting, but you know he knew how yeah. to make an exit." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's
0: like a, it's like a moment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, You
1: know, but yeah, and I, and I, and I love. That. I think that's so elegant. Such a good way. So, to, should we, yeah.
0: should we have, uh, say a little bit more about dynamic? Um, I like her. Movie. Yeah, no, she's really good in this, and I think
1: so. In this film, <laughs> she plays Lionheart's daughter.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think like a lot of the people in this film, she's really, really, really enjoying herself.
1: So, so I heard. Um, I don't know if this is true, but she she thought this was her favourite film that she made.
0: I read that. I didn't know whether that was true or not. But well, I mean, she she's, might have said she's, that
1: like. Well, publicising the theatre, yeah. but, but. but
0: she's still, but you know, I, I think she does have quite a good time because she's she gets to do quite a lot and do lots of daft voices and wear silly disguises. And it must just be a bit, she, it must've just been a bit of fun. Um, like we said, she, she's very over the top as this seductive woman earlier on in the film. And that's that's just, again, being really, really silly. And she gets to do a whole different series of weird accents. Um, and and I think she joins in with the whole Vincent Price weird accent thing. Um, I think this is the hairdresser bit again. And she has like a really bizarre accent that she's doing there.
1: Yeah, because she, she's, she's playing Bruno's male assistant, isn't she? Yeah, and it's sort <laughs> of
0: like, heart Birmingham accent, part something else. It's, it's just weird and all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she's clearly having a, a fun time, though I think. And, I, I and think that's right, and she's just really convincing and just as unhinged as as Lionheart is, but just in a in a slightly more subtle way.
1: So um, I I can't help but think about this in terms of um, her, her fellow Avenger jo- Joanna Lumley, and we had um, jo- Joanna Lumley. Um, was in Dracula, AD 1972. Uh, yep. uh, but that is kind of uh, I, I enjoy her in that role. But that is very much the you know the the juvenile female lead kind of part. That kind yeah. of a uh, 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 very old-fashioned by 1973 um, kind of way of making a horror film. Whereas this um, is. Um, she she's uh Linehart's co-conspirator, isn't she? She's this is a yeah, yeah, yeah. supporting horror role. This is a dif- different kind of thing. She's she's not constrained by 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 being uh, uh mm-hmm. like like the, the this old uh, idea of having a juvenile male and female lead. Um it's gone, there's no male lead yeah, lead yeah. like that either like um and because because that is different I think yeah it's it's a great lead, leading role for her and she's she's great in it and and um yeah it, it it's made its mark this film um yeah. so uh, very widely watched and that's not just down to Vincent, Vincent Price that's also down yeah. to, to, to well, she's sort of, and, uh, I mean the others are all great but they're all they're they I mean they're they're I mean Ian Hendry's like he he he's a main part and then the others are all yeah yeah, small, yeah. Small, i
0: but... mean there's there's three main parts aren't there really yeah yeah um, but but no i think she does the the kind of um grieving daughter bit really well and 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 fears between the the two sort of characters um i especially love the we didn't mention this earlier but i love the 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 where they're reciting what happened to, to lionheart and she's she's i mean she's She's again very good in that and she comes in a concerned um, upset sort of daughter and, and she somehow manages to be believable by, by also, but, but also making it clear that in that scene her character is playing a role um, yeah. and, uh, it's good and, and yeah that whole sequence is just is just really good and uh, they do this weird. Getting back onto the Vincent Price briefly here, but it, they do have this weird decision to deliver his speech on the balcony before he goes over the edge um, in sort of ADR with the other um, characters talking, but but their 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 conversation uh, pushed into the background, which which was quite odd, but gave it a weird sort of quality.
1: Mm. Well, Well. I- no, no, I think I think you're you're right, and that makes a really good scene. And of course, they do um, Vincent Price falls into the Thames at the end of that, and that's done really, really well. Because obviously, they don't throw yeah. really throw Vincent Price into the Thames, but, but I, I, I do I do like the way that sequence is done. And I also like uh, when you talk about like weird uh, juxtapositions. I really like the musical score. I I didn't even look up yeah. the composer was, but it's got this weird kind of Haunting classical music, which um, is completely uh, at odds with the action you're seeing on the screen, but of course that juxtaposition is really effective. So, um, I I really, I really enjoy that Um, music by Michael J. Lewis. So, so I don't know who Michael J. Lewis is. No, no, rings a
0: bell actually.
1: He won an Ivan Novello Award for something or other, um, and he composed uh, a Broadway know. musical and stuff. And uh, um he he okay. did he did a number he, he did he, he, he did a number of films, but um, this was early on in his career for that actually. But it's just just different, isn't it? Much as I absolutely love the kind of Hammer style of uh, bombastic <laughs> music. Right. I, <laughs> yeah uh yeah they, 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 but um y- you know um this the, the, the this is um not 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 like folk music just really oh no I, I, it's probably done I, different from other horror horror films But I really I it. have
0: to say I, I didn't overly notice the music but it it, it seemed to fit quite well so I Wasn't overly aware of it, which I guess sometimes is a good sign.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was really. I think it was effective. I mean, I wouldn't object if James Bernard had done the the score either. But I mean, it was. This is a, a, a different, a different thing. Um,
0: it would be Airwood <laughs> It would be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be good too. But yeah, it would
0: be. Uh, Um, Do you want to know a couple of uh, other sort of weird, not weird, but just other dynarig facts that are connected vaguely with this film?
1: Yes, please give me a Diana Rig fact.
0: Okay, so first of all, there was um, a stage play of this done in uh, 2005, apparently. Yes, I understand. Um, I don't know why we didn't go and see that. No, and her role was played by Rachel Sterling. Uh, Ah, yes. Her daughter. Yes, uh, Rachel, that's certainly. quite interesting. But the other more interesting thing, which I found out recently, is that in 1991, um, and this is particularly relevant to the plot of this, this, uh, this film, is that Diana Rigg uh, compiled a book for charity, which basically where she got all of her various famous actors and her actor friends to submit their worst review the worst theatre review, and they were all published in a book for charity. And, it, 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 <laughs> and the then she hunted all those fantasy. critics down and killed them. So, <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Someone needs quite... to check
1: on this. Someone needs to check that they know about those critics. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. But it did make me wonder whether this film had, had, whether she had this in mind when 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 compiling that, that book.
1: <laughs> well, I do remember. Um, Randomly reading um, uh, like probably a TV review by A.A. Gill in the Sunday Times years ago, and he's yeah. suddenly saying, "Oh yeah, there's this film called Theatre of Blood that every critic has seen, and it's about Vincent Price murdering critics, giving them bad reviews." And he, and he said, "We critics, so we, 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 we we remember this. <laughs> no, 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 no. He wouldn't have said <laughs> we remember this, and that's why we're always a bit reluctant to lay into something." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so uh, didn't, I wonder didn't, if
0: that... didn't AA Gill mention something about how he would kill a human or something, or kill an ape or something like that? Didn't he get into trouble for that? I can't remember.
1: No, he, yeah, he did. He did. He, did. he was like He was slightly that. controversial col- uh, columnist as well as a reviewer. Um, yeah. But I I, 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 I do remember him suddenly, randomly mentioning Theatre of Blood. <laughs> <laughs> So but but I wonder, I, I mean, the, the art of like um, newspaper criticism's different now, isn't it? It's not quite as influential. What's influential no, now really. is, is more um, like Twitter buzz and things like that. Which <laughs> um, yeah. should, should, should you know, make this hard to do again? Uh, like to, to, to remake, bringing it up to date. I think, I think you couldn't. And in fact, I, that play that you mentioned, I believe, was set in the 1970s. I so didn't attempt to, to update no. it. But, um,
0: well, I even, guess you could do it now with like someone hunting down a
1: YouTube reviewer. Twitter, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah tw- Twitter um, people, people on Twitter who are critical.
1: Oh, that'd be quite good. You know, then, you, you 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 live streamed on Twitch during my best performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be quite good. <laughs>
0: then, yeah, they'd have to kill them in 160 characters or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or
1: less. <laughs> it's more than 160 characters now. But yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything else to say. Apart from um, oh no, one, one one tiny thing, which is that uh, not not even related to this film, but related to Diana Rigg, Um because she carried on working. She was up until um, her final illness, and um, yeah, she, uh, her her um, I don't know if it's going to be her last film, but um, certainly the last film she worked on was directed by Ed, Edgar Wright. Uh, I think um, oh, what's it called? Last day in Soho, or something like that, but um, I'm looking forward to it. I yeah, think he, it right. And then I think um,
0: he did a, uh, a tribute to her, I think, in the guide yeah,
1: which I read, and it was, it was very, yeah. Uh, and of it, course, she was, it, was it, in, in Brilliant
0: Bones, um, she was great in that, and uh, was oh, also yeah. good in Detectress if, if you watch that, which is again a, a, a great TV show.
1: Yeah, so so, it's over and and over many years. Um, obviously, going back much earlier, she made George Lazenby look good in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, uh, okay. Um, just a shame she never made more horror films, and you know, but um, I, I think it was but the genre went away from her because after 1974, they would have been like rubbish yeah. anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, let's, let's leave it there. But, you know, if you want to come back on this with your own tribute to the Diana Rig, or if you could, if you could tell us um, whether we mentioned that she played the character of Ed Weiner, <laughs> <laughs> Edward Lionheart's daughter. <laughs> um, yeah. The, how, how would you do that, Paul?
0: Um, well you could do that by a number of ways so you could either do it on facebook where you can just find us as a, a very british horror or via twitter where we're at very Brit horror or you can email us at very at gmail.com
1: absolutely you yeah. know and, and and please get in touch and but if you want to be rude probably don't get in touch but if you know exactly yeah, otherwise please get in touch if,
0: if- if you are if you are rude, we we will hunt you down uh, and murder you in in the style of a uh, a famous podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, I've been Chris Denton.
0: And I'm still Paul Monk.
1: Good night. See ya. I'm going to stop there because it was a loud bang. (laughs) Hang on.